0: You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 241. Today, we're gonna discover if your goals are sabotaging your success. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the show. It's Monday. I'm James. And I'm Jilly. And we're here. Yay. On the Mind Your Business podcast. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. Well, what if they're listening on a Tuesday? Well, that's awkward. You ruined it. <laughs> ruined it. We'll edit that out. Don't edit it out. How you doing?
1: Well, so good. Yeah. Super excited to be back You're number ba- 4. You're back on
0: the show. I know. You're here. So honored. I can't not have you on the show cuz basically there's picketers outside, they're protesting. They say if she's not on the show, we won't go. Over and over again. They all want Jilly.
1: I really appreciate everyone's super kind words. I'm just chopped liver a lot to me. Over. Here.
0: <laughs> They just tuned me out. Finally, they figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's all just, everything I've been saying is just Jilly, and I'm just the puppet. I'm just the puppet. It's great to have you back on the show. The feedback has been amazeballs.
1: It's been amazing, yeah, to just connect with everyone online and hear people's feedback and everyone's... So nice. So I'm just really happy. And I'm so glad that you guys have been getting value out of the last few episodes.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully they've been getting all, value. All of them. But uh, a special value. I think I really appreciate I want to like tune in with you guys and say it really helps me to have like the dialogue and the back, back and forth. You know, just talking to myself. It feels sometimes like you're just talking to yourself the whole time, even though I do imagine you guys out there listening. <laughs> so it's great to go back and forth with someone. And you know what else is great is all the feedback that comes in constantly. So a lot of you guys are following us on the Instagrams. Thank you for that. Thank mm-hmm. you for commenting. Thank you for DMs. There's so much that comes in and I really want to acknowledge as many people as we can. And it just makes our team feel so good. So, Oh yeah, we, we, we share them on all of our team meetings. Mm-hmm. So this is from Jess Lipska. It says, hi James, I recently came across your podcast and just listened to a whole bunch of episodes and I truly can't thank you enough for all the value that you have given and continue to give to the world. I've learned so much and your podcast is really life-changing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And this is from Jess Jordana who said, hey, James, I started listening to your podcast about two weeks ago and I've listened to at least 20 episodes. I just wanted to thank you for helping me be aware of my limiting beliefs. Here's the main one. I've been spending a lot of time being just enough, but not too much in my business because I'm afraid my friends will think I'm arrogant for going bigger and that they'll be jealous and they'll start to resent me. And the first time I noticed that thought, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But now that I've named it, I can deal with it onward and upward. That's freaking awesome. So good. I love it. And it does. It really helps to know that like it's helping people.
1: Yeah, what we're putting out, you're picking
0: up. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what's also funny is that Jilly and I and Josh were at an event just yesterday, the day before recording. We were at my good buddy, Mr. Brain Lucero's event. He had a two, three day workshop that mm-hmm. I spoke at. We talked about nine strategies for more profitable launches. It was pretty good. It was amazing. People seem to like it. And that's, so that's where we were yesterday. And it was so funny because people were asking like James, what you know, like friends were there, peers and stuff like asking my schedule. And I just kind of turned to Jilly and I'm like, I don't know, what are we doing next week? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we have this, uh, okay. And well, what are you doing next? Uh, when are you traveling here? Uh, that's this date. And that was Jilly answering every question.
1: Yeah. At some point I was just like, move away, James. Let me just talk you're to him You're just directly. getting in the way. Exactly.
0: And I love that. I love not knowing. It, it makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in not knowing, what is coming up for us? What do we have in the docket? We
1: us? have in a mastermind coming up next week. So a week from today, if you're listening on Monday, our top 10 affiliates for Business by Design, they're all coming out to Laguna, our hometown. Yeah. And we're going to spend a couple of days with them and it's going to be Awesome.
0: That's um, a really exciting and special experience. Our uh, top 10 affiliates from our most recent launch, one of the gifts and ways we show appreciation is this two-day mastermind we do just for them. Yeah. And it's the first time we're doing it. So it's really exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited about it too. And that'll be in Laguna. And then what else do we have? Then
1: even more exciting, we're going to Maui.
0: Maui, Maui, wowie. (laughs) Uh, What is, okay. So Maui is for the top Three, three mm-hmm. affiliates. Gosh, we really spoil them. We do. Know. We love spoiling our affiliates. I would say our our love language definitely is gift giving, mm-hmm. but like experience giving. So top three affiliates, then get uh, all expense paid trip to Maui. And we're just, we're not, we're not going to do anything there, but just like relax.
1: Relax, hang out.
0: Yeah, that'll be really good. So a lot, of, a lot of stuff we might end up having to do episodes on the road. Maybe. I know Diana's like, nope, get them all in yeah. before then. So we'll see what happens. And then after that. Yeah. We're filming. Oh my goodness. The 2019 video series for Business by Design. We begin filming in March. Our busiest but favorite time of the year. It is our favorite time of the year. It's like 14 hour days. It's a whole creative process. There's filming. There's editing. There's laughing. There's crying. Props. Oh, tons of props. Very miscellaneous props. Yeah, lots of props. There's still like a whip. And I'm
1: also James's makeup artist on the side. Yep. If you didn't know, this. I wear makeup in my
0: videos. That's a good time, and that you'll definitely want to be tuning into our stories because mm-hmm. we do a lot of fun behind-the-scenes stuff that you get to see. That then you get to see it come to life on the big screen. All the bloopers, all the bloop, all the mistakes <laughs> I make. Oh my goodness! Anyway, let's get into today's episode, which is a special episode because. It's one of our listeners who has submitted a question and we're going to play that question first in just a moment, but I want to invite you to get featured on the podcast, get your question answered, give you an A to your Q, and it's a really easy thing that you can do that takes like 30 seconds. All you got to do is head over to jameswoodmore.com. It's www.jameswoodmore.com forward slash QA, lowercase Q as in question A as in answer. Pretty easy. jameswoodmore.com forward slash QA, and it's a voice chat thing called speakpipe and it just hooks up to your recorder on your computer and you just record your question into it. It doesn't need to be perfect. If you have some ums and ahs and all that stuff, that's fine. We can edit it out. We can make you sound awesome. That's okay. But we want to hear from you and we want your question so that we can answer it, help you and because you were, had the courage to ask that question, you're, you are also going to be helping a lot more people because we've got a lot of listeners here. And by you doing that, you're going you're to get to impact a lot of people, plus get showcased on the podcast. So why wouldn't you do it? JamesLiver.com forward slash QA. And this week's question comes to you from one of our good buddies, Mr. Warwick Kearns. Here's what Warwick asked. Hey James, greetings from down here in South Africa where I've just wrapped up my second ever launch. My first launch back in October, I did $6,500 of sales which I was so excited about and I've now just followed the business by design principles and I've just wrapped up my second launch where I did $20,000 of sales. So I should be through the roof with excitement but strangely I've got this really weird feeling of just being disappointed because I'd actually set my goals, the sales targets about three to four times higher than what I achieved and I think that I got too attached to that big value, that big sales goal in my mind, and I might have pushed it away through being too attached. So my question is this, how do I set big, hairy, audacious goals without becoming overly attached to that goal and pushing it away? All right. Warwick, thank you so much. It's a great question. What are your thoughts on this?
1: We get this question a lot, but first I want to congratulate you. This is a huge success and many of our members have waited launches upon launches upon launches to even reach like your first launch number so the fact that you did six thousand dollars on your first launch and then what is that like two x 2.5 x or something something like like that that. um on your second launch launch. this is second launch
0: so i hope you celebrated yourself right that's huge Mm -hmm. that's just a big thing like this is awesome. Mm-hmm. This is great. It's exactly.
1: $20,000. Imagine if you does 2x the next one or yeah, 2.5x Exa- the next one. I mean, one.
0: yes, yes, yes. Like that trajectory is a pretty good yes. growth curve right there. But work does bring up a fantastic question. I, I love this and it was worded so well. It's this concept of attachment, attachment to the goal and these stories that start to come along with it. And then there was this question around like, am I pushing away And we want to be careful about that because what's behind that question? Like, am I pushing away the money I wanted? Mm -hmm. Well, well, we want to be really careful because is, are we now like shaming ourselves? Are we beating ourselves up now? Did I, how did I screw this up? And I didn't get my mindset right. And what's wrong with me? We want to be really careful about that. Right? Like that's where like gratitude and self-love and compassion kind of just, it's like a big giant delete key. Like, yo, let's go easy on ourselves Mm -hmm. and like be okay. But, we're going to get into all of this. And just to point out,
1: that's why the debrief process is so important, because you really get to dissect your launch and see what really did work and celebrate yes. the little wins, because there's going to be a ton of them.
0: 100%. The debrief process is something we really hound our students in business by design with, because you can detach from everything and let the numbers, let the data and the history tell a new story mm-hmm. better than the story that we've been telling ourselves, And that's what Warwick is referring to when he talks about attachment. So I think that's the first thing is like defining the word attachment. What does that mean when someone says, I think I'm attached to my goals? What does that mean? Well, ironically, the way I define it is it means you've attached a meaning to the goal. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) So it's meaning about the meaning about the meaning. So when we have attachment to the goal, we are basically saying that it defines something about us. Usually at the identity level, like who we are or who we aren't. And the very fact that Warwick shared that he said I had a weird feeling. We want to notice. We want to pay close attention to those feelings.
1: And good for you for
0: noticing the feeling. Absolutely. hundred percent. That is probably pretty indicative that, yeah, you had some attachment to the goal. So we started this episode with with this idea of, are your goals sabotaging your success? Now, the answer is no. No goal, no random number that you pull out of your butt is going to sabotage your success. It's what you did subconsciously as soon as you created. And it really is. You pulled it out of your butt, folks. It's your random Number, it's just a random, stupid number. Even you, Warwick, this where did you whatever the number it was that you wanted to do? I, I'm assuming it was like 80 to 100,000. Where did that number come from? Where did you do a scientific formula, equation, you know, prediction, or did you just say, I don't know, I want to shoot for this because it's what I feel like. You know, it's like, what do you want for dinner tonight? Ah, pizza. <laughs> well, where did that come from? I don't know. I just felt like it, right? So, where's it coming from, anyways? And then all of a sudden, we pick this number and then we don't even know that we're doing it, but especially over time and we really reinforce it, we start to attach a meaning to the number or rather a meaning of who we are or who we aren't if we do or don't hit that number. And that's the question I wanna ask all of you. If you. Do you have a goal for like 2019, for the end of the year, for the end of the quarter, for your next launch, your next promotion, your next project? What happens if you don't hit that goal? Have you considered that? Oh, I don't even want to go there, James. (laughs) Right, well, boom, attachment. What does it mean? And you want to, like look, I'm giving you guys a question to really ask yourself. When you look at that goal, what does it mean? What does it say about you if you don't hit this goal? My goal is 100,000. If you don't hit it, then what? And you want to answer that, you want to look at that. Don't hide from it, don't resist it. It's just gonna get worse and worse. What does it mean? What does it say about you? So we hear this all the time with our students. What are some of the things that we hear them say? There's a
1: thing like, if I don't hit my number, then my spouse won't believe in me.
0: Yeah. Then I don't have the evidence Mm -hmm. so that my spouse won't believe with me. Therefore I'm not cut out for this. Therefore they won't support. Therefore I can't actually do this. Right. If I don't hit my goal, then it means I'm not cut out for this. It means I'm not a success that I wasted my time, that I'm messing this up, that I just don't, have what, I mean, that's a big one. I don't have what it takes.
1: Well, also, like if you don't hit your one launch goal, people make it mean that they're not going to hit their annual goal either.
0: Oh, I'm not on track. Mm-hmm. And, and then people go to even bigger extremes. If I don't hit my goal, then I have to go back and get a job mm-hmm. or I, uh, I won't pay my bills or I'll be homeless. No. It doesn't, because look, let's say, your goal is, should not be the same as the baseline minimum requirements of revenue that you need, So, let, or no, uh, cash, you know, money. Let's say you figured out your expenses, and I'm just making up a random number just to make it simple. And let's say you need $5,000 a month to live, just random number. Okay, well, if I asked you what your goal would be in the next launch, why would you make the goal 5,000? wouldn't you make it higher than that? Yes. Right, because it's a goal, a goal should be a stretch. So let's say you make it for the next 90 days, it's 30,000, okay. So it's a lot higher than our monthly minimum of 5,000. So I'm asking, well what does it mean if you don't hit that $30,000 goal? Well then I'm homeless and I can't pay the bills. No it doesn't, because what if you get 28,000? Right. What if you got halfway there? You still made the minimum requirements so you pay the bills, Mm -hmm. you just didn't hit the goal. So I'm not saying what does it mean if you don't make the amount of money that is required for you as a necessity to live. I'm saying what does it mean if you don't hit the goal? What What's if you're $100 that? short? What if you're $50 short, right? So then people go, well, I mean, so, so <laughs> you ask that question to someone, it's like, they have a goal of $100,000. Okay, well what does it mean if you don't hit 100,000? I'm not cut out for this. Well, what if you hit 95,000? Does that still mean you're not, well, no, I mean, not at ninety-five. Okay, well, what about 90? No, I mean, I I did pretty good. Well, where's the line then? Exactly. Right, so we create this meaning and this attachment and we don't even like realize that we're doing it and it's not even true. It's not true. It's crazy, right? So you'll know that you've made an attachment when those weird feelings, those heavy feelings start coming up.
1: Those fear feelings right in the middle of your launch when things start to slow down a little bit.
0: Yep. The launch free fall. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we need to work on this and we need to get to a place of detachment, which we'll show you how to do in a moment. But you really want to start to ask yourself, how is your attachment, this meaning to the goal affecting your performance right now? Because in a way it is and in a way it isn't pushing away as Warwick spoke to. like is Is my attachment pushing away the results I want. It's okay. So the way I want to communicate this is that it's not that the attachment is pushing away something. It's that your attachment to that thing, you want to ask yourself, how is that affecting your performance? When you're in your head all day during that launch or promotion or writing that email or doing that Facebook live about what will it mean? What will they think? What will it, blah, 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 blah. How can you be present to your audience? How can you be there for them? How can you say what you need to say, deliver what you need to deliver and do what you need to do for them?
1: Or even pick up on little things that they're saying that you can do like last minute tweaks and pivots.
0: I mean, that's our favorite thing. The more present we are to our audience and what they need, the more flexible, the more agile, the quicker that we can pivot. Exactly. And we can do what they need, right? But if I'm in my head the whole day going, if I don't do this, I'm screwed you're not going to hear it. You're not going to, you're not going to hear what, you're not going to be able to deliver what they need. So how is this attachment affecting your ability to be present for your audience? That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's two sides of this. There is an attachment. The attachment means there's meaning usually at the identity level, but who you, it's all of a sudden, this random number you've created says something about who you are. And there's two sides of the coin. So the easy side is okay. Okay. So don't make it mean anything if I don't hit this number. Good. Cause it doesn't mean anything. Nothing means anything except the meaning you give it. And you're giving it a meaning subconsciously. You didn't even realize that you're doing it. So you got to look, you got to ask, what does it mean if you don't hit this number? But there's another side. The other side is the meaning you put on it. If you do hit it, I feel like no one ever asked that question. No. Yeah. What does it mean? If you do hit this? Goal? Oh, well, I've finally made it. I'm finally good enough. I'm finally successful. I'm then some people start getting a little cocky about it. A little self-importance starts creeping up there. Like I'm better than, I'm more special.
1: Or it could even be a different angle or a different interpretation. Like, oh, I'm going to have to work so much more. I'm not going to have to work. No, I'm going to have to work so much more. More more customers. Oh, right. More customers, more work, especially if you're doing any type of one-on-one offer in there.
0: Yeah. You know, all the other stuff starts coming up. More more money, more problems, Mm -hmm. right? You know, what will my relatives and all in- oh, they'll start asking me for more money. You know, well,
1: I'm going to have to hire someone.
0: Yeah, totally. So here's the thing. Nothing means anything except the meaning you give it. So do you have an attachment to what it means if you do hit this? Cause it doesn't mean anything either. And that's really important for us. Like as our launches goes and we'll talk about how we massively grew the company last year, almost tripled mm-hmm. revenue. And it's very important for myself, for the rest of the team to have confidence But not cockiness. To always stay humble and to always stay grateful. You know, you've heard me say over and over again: expect nothing, appreciate Appreciate everything. Right. So you can be putting attachment and meaning to who you are based on if you do hit this. And I really think it's important that we let it go on both sides, both sides. Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. So, big takeaway here is that hitting a goal, you know, this random number that you made up in your mind just pulled out of thin air, there it is, does not define who you are. Stop it. You are not as good or as bad as your last launch, your last goal, your last promotion.
1: And that's one of the best parts about launches in this business, especially the personal brand business, is that launches help you discover more and more about yourself every time. So the fact that you're discovering, you know, that you may have this attachment to your goals is a huge win and a lesson because now you're you're going to know better moving forward.
0: 100%. So it has nothing the, the number has nothing to do with you, but that revenue number, those sales is simply a byproduct of the impact you're making and your ability to communicate the value of the offer that you offered, what you were selling. So think about that for a moment. The result you did get, you know, we could say 100,000 and we get 20,000. The 20,000 is a number that's indicative of your ability to communicate the value of what you are selling, the offer. And let's look at that keyword there. Ability to communicate. That's what this all comes down to. Effective copy, influence, persuasion, connection. It's all forms of communication. So how is your fears, attachments, beliefs, and stories about what will happen if you don't? What will happen if you do? All that crap getting in the way of our ability to communicate and be present with our audience.
1: Especially during those crucial card open days. 100%. 100%.
0: So it doesn't say, it never says anything about you. It it never did. And it never will. And that's so important. Now I I get you guys can get this conceptually. The real question is, is can you do the work and start living this way? Mm -hmm. Otherwise we got to start asking, how does this fear of failure, fear of not hitting our goal, get in the way of our ability to succeed?
1: Yeah. And how much time are you spending there instead of actually making progress?
0: Yeah. So I know I've talked a little bit about this in the past, but I, I think it's a perfect time to talk about it here on this episode. And this is really the internal mental process that I went through when we set a goal last year of $10 million. Dun,
1: dun, dun. Dun,
0: dun, dun. $10 million annual revenue goal. That's a big chunk of change. That was a lot of money. It was. I was like, Okay, let's do it. <laughs> we had just come off of a big growth year where we went from two to three million dollars. So we just add in 2017. We added just over a million dollars, the biggest year yet. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, I said, "Let's let's go for 10 And you were all about it,
1: all about it, all about, but about it. But secretly in my head, I was freaking out a little bit because I was like, "I don't know what, what to do, how to right. get there." Yeah. Um, so I had to do a lot of internal work as well last year.
0: 100. So it's not just me, guys. It's mm-hmm. the team, right? Okay. So, this is the story of, or the internal story and process of setting that goal to, t- to $10 million and what went through my mind. So, the first thing is we would set the destination, the goal. And then, just like Jilly said, like, oh, some of this stuff starts to come up. Oh, it's really scary. I don't know what to do. Right? Like, all these fears, attachments, stories, and meanings, right? Again, it's just a made-up number. Mm-hmm. And it's just a number that we came up with. So, I had to detach from the goal. And that's where you guys are saying, well, how do I do that? How do I do that? Well, the thing to consider is that you attached a meaning to the goal in the first place. Like it wasn't inherently there. You added it. So if you know how to add a meaning, why can't you unadd add it? Why can't you delete it? It's no different. It really is no different. But you have to get present to it. You have to see what the meaning is that you created in the first place. And not pretend like it's not there. Exactly. Ignoring it doesn't make it go away. So I had to look at that and really investigate it. You know, well, so what does it mean if I don't hit this? Oh, that I'm really not as successful as I thought? And then I, is that true? I, I mean, is that what defines my success? Well, what does? Is it because I went for something big and fell short of it? That's just nonsense, right? And so I had to play around with that until that felt true for me. And I'll tell you this, if you can't detach from it, you might as well just change the goal.
1: Yeah. And I have a little trick that I used to change the goal. Yeah. If you want to share that. Yes, I do. So I learned this thing from Catherine as well. And it helped me a lot last year in reaching some of our goals. And it was because I was feeling confused of how we should actually execute on a $10 million year, let alone playing a game of a $10 million affiliate launch she taught me how to break it down into smaller more attainable goals that i could actually visualize Mm. and get excited about so instead of focusing on the 10 million i broke it down into a 1 million dollar card open day and that was really fun and easy and exciting for me because i had already experienced what a 1 million dollar launch felt like so i could translate that into what it would feel like to get that on one day
0: and it's interesting you're talking about the feeling so Mm. you took the feeling of a million dollar launch Mm And took that same feeling and then superimposed that over a million dollar day. Exactly. I love that. I love It
1: helped that. so much and yeah. it
0: worked. Yeah, well it did. We did. <laughs> we had a million dollar day. Okay. So that's really good. So Here's what my process was once I detached from the meme. Once I was like, this number just means nothing. It had no weight. It had no heaviness. It didn't feel anything. It didn't make me feel crazy and all this stuff. It was just a stupid number. And I, I played with it until it just was a dumb number. Then where my, I guess my attachment went, where my obsession began, and this is what I'm really obsessed about is talking about this now, was I became obsessed with who I was discovering myself to be in the process of going after something so big. I was like, this is so big that I will have to be forced to think, to act, and to be different than I've ever been. And that is where my attachment was to, was to the attachment to that process, or rather the word attachment, we can replace with commitment. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm just committed to this inquiry, to this question of, whoa, I'm going to have to, this is so big that I'm going to have to reinvent myself. And when I reinvent myself, I get to discover something new about myself. Come on, guys. Isn't that what we're all like signing up for it's the best part, right? Self-discovery. Absolutely. Yes. Like what else can I do? What else am I capable of? What else can I learn about myself? Isn't and what that what you're here on the exactly. podcast to do?
1: Yeah. What else are we living for other than self-discovery?
0: And I always relate it back to that analogy, the tennis analogy. You didn't go, you know, if you play tennis, you don't want to go play tennis with a four-year-old that can barely hold the racket. Why? Because that's not fun. What is fun? What's fun is when you get pushed, when you meet your match, Mm -hmm. you know, the person that's going to make you go for that extra stretch that you're like, oh, I got to, you know, really leap to hit that ball. You know, I've got to dive to make that shot. And it's like, wow, I got pushed more than I've ever pushed. And that's what this was. This was a goal that would allow me to push myself, not be pushed by the goal. We're their own opponent, but to push myself in a way that would get me to discover what else I could do. So it was a constant obsession of this question around, well how does the 10 million dollar a year business owner think? How do they think differently? What do they believe? What stories do they have? What stories have they let go of? Where do they spend their time? Where do they spend their energy? Who do they hire? Who do they fire? How do they train? How do they manage? What do they do with their day? I don't know. And that's another great piece. People say, well, when you ask these better questions, right? Richard Bandler said the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask. How many times have you guys heard me say that? Why would I say that over and over again? Because I know eventually you'll get it. But here's where the next part comes in is people then ask, well, what if I don't know the answer? Stay in the question. It's only in the answer that you pinch off all other answers. Mm-hmm. I had to get okay with just being in the discovery of it, like being a scientist, testing hypotheses, hypotheses, hypothesize, and, and testing and getting curious. Come on, go back to curiosity and wonderment and let me discover. And that was it. That was my whole year. It's still my every day is is looking what else, how differently. And I'm constantly testing and being 100% okay with not knowing the answer. And that became my journey. And by the way, in doing that, I did get some answers. I did things differently that I would not have done without those questions. One of which is what we talk about, this distinction of the CEO mentor. I realize Mm -hmm. that the more time I spend leaning into managing, mentoring, coaching my team, the more the team grows.
1: Exactly. It's the ripple effect. And we're all discovering what it takes to be part of an Olympic level team, what it takes to run these big launches. We're all in that process. Every single person on the team.
0: And they are the Olympic athletes, they being the team and I'm the coach. Mm -hmm. And that was something I discovered in this question. And I would not have discovered that. And we have stories. I mean, so many stories, stories of members on the team, That I would spend an hour a week with them, 30 minutes on Monday, 30 minutes on Friday, and their performance went through the roof, their productivity, their leadership, their managerial skills, their communication. Holy cow. This is the best use of my time now of course this brings in a lot of other stuff when it comes to team building like our fear of letting go our need for the illusion of control all of our ego crap that comes in like i've got to be the face i got to be all the things we can't make a mistake no one can do it as well as me all that stuff that's probably for a friday episode and
1: all that stuff is gonna keep you being attached
0: anyways oh so. yeah and it'll keep you small it'll yeah. keep you stuck it'll ultimately burn you out mm-hmm because you just can't do it all yourself. You know that already. And
1: if you're doing it all yourself, you literally can't be as present as we're talking about during these launches. Yep.
0: hundred percent. So this is what I did. I picked a goal, completely detached from it and put my passion, my obsession, my enthusiasm, not on the number, because a lot of people will tell you like, I'm just not motivated by money. Well, neither am I. But I'm motivated by that growth. I'm motivated by that discovery process. So that's where my focus became.
1: And knowing how many extra customers and people that you can exactly. help on a deeper level. Exactly. That includes.
0: Well, and we, we've we talked about this before, but even at a deeper, deeper level than that was the impact that I get to have on the team, mm-hmm. which like I think even surpasses our customers because they're closer and it's every day. It's a full, This is a full-time job for you guys versus customers. It could just be like one episode or a, you know, one module of a course and mm-hmm. they move on. So there's a much deeper impact that I, I see with our team. So I did this. And I think anybody could do it here. Detach from the goal and spend more. Because I mean, it, you, know, you hear the cliches, it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Well, that was it. That was For me, it was the just, just the journey, discovering what else I was capable of. Discover a new way of being. And I'll be honest, we didn't hit 10 million. Nope. Last year. We didn't do it. I don't care. Doesn't mean anything.
1: We were still celebrating our faces off. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. But we came damn near close. So close. We did over $8 million last year. And I firmly believe 100% it's because of that process that we followed. Mm -hmm. We started with the bigger goal. We went for something that was such a stretch that would take us all being something we'd never been before and doing things we'd never done before and, and thinking in ways we'd never thought before spending our day in ways that we would never spent before
1: thinking of ways we could be different
0: yeah than everyone else a hundred percent that became the launch pad for better questions and it wasn't out of a motivation for money but it is a measurement of where you where you end up it's a result and you got to be able to measure that to know how far you've come And it's a byproduct of the impact you're having. So like Julie said, it measures how many more people you're helping. And I firmly believe it's that process that allowed us to have that type of growth. I agree, 100%. Yeah, so do goals sabotage your success? No, we need goals. We need to have a direction. You can't have a plan without that destination. The plan is like the Google Maps steps to get to somewhere. And the goal is the destination. And it really doesn't matter what the goal is. There's no right or wrong goal. It doesn't limit you or set you up for failure. It's that meaning, that attachment that you're putting on it. Mm -hmm. And you put it there. You created that attachment, which means, that's such good news, you can get rid of it. And you'll know you've gotten rid of it. When you, it doesn't feel heavy, when it doesn't have that weird feeling attached to it. Cause I know when Warwick shared that, so many people have that. It just isn't gonna do anything. Worrying about something doesn't make your goal any closer,
1: it doesn't make it happen any easier, any faster.
0: It doesn't do anything. So, you know, it's a lot of people say, well, how can I detach from it when I need this money? Well, how does being attached to it actually bring the money in? It's not actually doing anything. Just look. It's not helping to obsess and to freak out and to get anxious about it, to worry.
1: Yeah, especially when I see so many people worrying that they're not going to make any sales before they even make an offer. So they're setting their goals and then they're freaking out like, well, what if it doesn't work? What if I don't even get a sale? And it's like, well, have you done your webinar yet? And they're like, no, it's not for three more weeks. (laughs) And you're like, okay, well, so you're worrying about something that's three weeks from now. So are you gonna spend Mm. the next three weeks in the same state of mind and you're just gonna work yourself up into a frenzy before you're supposed to go live on this webinar and inspire a bunch of people? Right. And I don't think that's gonna work
0: out so well. 100%. And when you realize that there are specific action items that will directly increase your chances, which I've talked about in the past, of generating the revenue that you want. We either do those things or we don't, you know? I've said this before. If you, you know, here's a guaranteed way that you can make more money in 2019 than you did in 2018. Guaranteed way. Make more offers to more people. That's it. Put more offers in front of more people, and I guarantee you that you will make more money this year than you did last year. And so, when we start getting ourselves all beat up because we can't hit the goal, we didn't hit it, we're afraid we're not going to and business isn't, you know, doing what we want it to do, you know, the numbers become so intangible and esoteric for most people. Just like you were saying, it was like it was such a big number I couldn't I couldn't even begin to imagine and fathom and visualize. Well, bring it back down, ground it into Something that you can see, something that you do have control over, something that, you know, what we call binary action around Mm -hmm. our community, which is either you did it or you didn't. It's a one or a zero. Because we have to remember at the end of the day that getting money, receiving money, making a sale, getting paid is something that's actually outside your control. Let's just not ignore that for a moment when someone decides to buy from you, that's their decision, not yours. They are the one that use their free will to pull the credit card out of the purse or out of the wallet, type it in and say submit, not you. Now you might have had an opportunity to influence that, to hold a space for that to happen, but you don't like control someone's mind, thoughts, and behavior and force them to do it. You don't put a gun to their head and threaten them to it. So it's outside of your control. It's outside something that you have full control over. And that's where that people can get really screwed with that anyways. That's another reason why we shouldn't be, have this attachment or meaning to a goal because it includes things that are external variables that you don't have control over. I know people that launched during our election. We all know we had a very interesting election and their launches didn't do well. Is that because they're a loser? No, it's because there were external events that influenced their audience at that same time and it therefore affected sales. Right. So there's all kinds of other things that are happening anyways. Why do we internalize things? Why do we have to make everything mean that we suck? That's just a sucky thing to think about. That's what sucks is that that's what we're doing. That's what I used to do. That's why I talk about this because this is, this, is, this is the thing that pushes away our success. That meaning that you're putting on yourself. That's what pushes away. You cannot build a million dollar business and say I'm not good enough and I'm, no, I'm not cut out for this and I'm not an authority and who am I to be doing this and talk that belief to a million dollars. You just can't. That's got to go first. Well, you know, James, once I have the million dollar launch, then I can stop. To, no, that's backwards. It's backwards. So can we ground this into something that we... Do have control over something that we actually can control and that is our action and our word like what we say and what we do and what we say we're gonna do and so like you could say yeah i'm gonna put more offers in front of more people and you could do that and that you have control over. And so when we start taking a goal and then bringing it down into a KPI or what we call a metric that matters, something that you have control over, you get a lot more peace of mind anyways.
1: Exactly, I mean, if you reverse engineer your goals and you know exactly how many people need to go through your launch in order to hit the number that you're looking for, then you should have a really good idea upon card open what it's actually going to look like. And then you can kind of play games around there. I mean, we at the office, we place little bets between the team, like who's going to get closer. (laughs) And we just make it a game and make it really fun.
0: But like, look at something like a webinar. First of all, you have control over how many webinars you do. You can Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to do a webinar a week. I can't believe how many people don't do this. You can sell something at the end of every webinar and you can do a webinar as much as little as you'd like and people do it once and say it didn't work it didn't give me the results I give up it's like you could do one every week and you can change one two three things tweak it improve it you can then say I'm going to invite 100 people to this webinar I'm going to write 10 posts inviting people I'm going to message 50 people individually inviting them there's so many things that like just get you so powerfully back into the driver's seat of your life and in your business if you just say I'm going to do these things and I can't guarantee that they're going to sign up. I can't guarantee that they're going to attend. I can't guarantee they're going to buy. But I can guarantee from a commitment and in place of integrity, I'm going to do these things. Either I am or I'm not. Most people aren't doing that. They do it once. They try a little. They, they, You know what they're doing? They're dipping their toe into the deep end. They're like, they're pulling their punches. They're hesitating. They're dabbling.
1: Mm-hmm. Or they might not even be willing to kind of do the little bit more uncomfortable stuff, especially people yes. that are you know sitting behind the computer to actually reach out, yes. pick up a phone and, and call the people on your list to get more information from them.
0: Yeah, like That's just talking to humans, exactly. you know, humanoids. And then, of course, this idea of conditional living and operating conditionally. It's like, well... If they do this, then I will go all in. If I make sales, if it does well, if ba ba ba, I will then go all in. No, uh, it backwards. Takes, yes, backwards. It takes you going all in first, committing to it.
1: Being the person that has those numbers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah. Does the, you know, to go back to work, if it was a $100,000 launch, would the person who runs $100,000 launches be attached? to a goal of 100,000. In other words, would the person that does 100,000 dollar launches, like it ain't no thing, would they be sitting there worried, what if I don't make 100,000 dollars? What if I don't make it? What if I don't do it? What if I don't hit it? What if I only hit 90? No, of course not. Hmm. Of course not. So that's why this is important because be, do, have. You need to be the entrepreneur that your business needs you to be to have the business that you want and I guarantee you that that person that you need to be, that your business needs from you is not attached to the goal. It's not. So we got to let it go. How do you let it go? Same way you picked it up. Just let it back go. You'll know you've let it go when you don't have that weird feeling anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you still can't, you know, you, again, like I just play with it in my mind. If you don't, change the number.
1: Yeah, I have another you just little, made it up anyway. Yeah, so. I have another little hack that has worked oh, for me. Yeah. So what I always do is after a big promotion or a big project that we have a big goal around, I schedule a celebration for right after that. So then I'm really excited about the celebration and I'm like celebrating the fact that I get to celebrate and I'm kind of ignoring the goal because I know that that's what I'm really looking forward to.
0: 100%, especially with like visualizing an experience. Mm -hmm. For me, it's us doing our staycations. We go to a local hotel. Chelsea and I get room service. We got a view of the ocean. Like that is so anchored. In my mind and my body for me, that that's really easy. And I, no matter what goal I hit or don't hit, I'm still going to go to the dedication. Exactly. Yeah, and that's point. We're still going to celebrate. Always we're, celebrate. We're celebrating that we did our best. Exactly. I know it sounds a little cheesy. You know, you did your best, kiddo. But we celebrated that we gave it all that we had. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can ever do anyways. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Warwick, for a fantastic question that created a really great discussion that I think is so important. Because otherwise, if we don't address this and we don't do it this way, the other route is you do what so many have done before, which is, well, I, I'm just not gonna set goals anymore. Oh, no, don't do that. I'm just not gonna set goals anymore, which basically means I'm just gonna go out to see in my sailboat, and wherever the wind wants to take me is where I'm gonna go. Doll. I don't have a map, I don't have a compass, I don't have a destination. Wherever the wind's gonna take me is I'm gonna where- take my sail down, actually. <laughs> right, and just float around aimlessly in circles. Cause that's what happens when you don't have direction, clarity, focus, a destination. It's imperative. It just, it's okay if you don't hit it. Your success is inevitable. We'll tell you that it's, you're gonna hit it eventually it's just a matter of time. And the quicker you drop the attachment, the less time it'll take mm-hmm. ironically. Okay. So thank you so much Warwick, And thank you guys all so much for tuning in to another episode of the mind your business podcast. We've got more awesome episodes, Wednesday editions, case studies, Friday biz tips of the week coming your way.
1: And more questions from you guys to be answered upon your submissions. So go ahead and get those questions submitted ASAP so we can get on it.
0: That's right. Just visit www.jameswoodmore.com forward slash QA. Submit your question now so we can feature you on an upcoming episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. podcast. Boom. See you soon. Bye.